Wait, so you're telling me the best defensive infielder in the San Francisco Giants farm system is third baseman Casey Schmidt? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, editor-in-chief of Bravestoday.com, freelance baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. We're proudly part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode is made possible by our friends at GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for 20% off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So the Friday episode today, we're doing something, I'm going to call it the Friday Focus, where we're looking at three position groups in three specific farm systems because they're just really interesting, and I want to talk about it for a minute. And as you heard in the open, the first one is going to be infielders for the San Francisco Giant. When you look at the top prospects in this system, according to MLB Pipeline, Baseball America, whatever it is, there's a ton of arms. And Yes, we're going to have probably a whole episode about Giants pitching because there's a ton of guys to be excited about here. But in the top 10, you've got three infielders who all play on the left side of the diamond. Shortstop Marco Luciano is considered to be the number one prospect in the system. You've got third baseman Casey Schmidt and shortstop Averson Ortega. And it's really interesting when you look at these guys because... Luciano is the number one prospect in the system, and it's because the combination of power and hit tool are so good. But Casey Schmidt is the best defensive infielder in this system and plays third base. So I kind of wanted to dive into these guys real quick because I find I just find that really interesting. That so rarely happens. The story behind Schmidt. So 2022nd rounder out of San Diego State University. He was the closer as well as an infielder. And something when he first got into the system, 2021 in low A San Jose, wasn't necessarily great. It was like 247, 318, 406. Nothing special. 2022, he goes high A, double A, triple A, and got better at every single level. So 126 games in the minors for Casey Schmidt. 293, 365, 489. 21 home runs, 48 extra base hits, again in 126 games. 48 walks to 120 strikeouts and three of five on stolen bases. And I've mentioned it once or twice, but the big thing here, like offensively, Casey Schmidt, above average hit tool, uh, I think above average power, His 90th percentile exit velocity was like 102, which is the same as some of the top 100 prospects, like an Anthony Volpe, things like that. But defensively, this is where Casey Schmidt shines. Uh, Speed is average, but I would grade him probably a 70 grade at third base. Uh, it's, It's funny, he actually played some shortstop as well. So he was when he was in high A Eugene, he ended up covering uh, shortstop for about 40 games. And he's just the 
I mentioned he was a closer in college. The arm is really, really good. But he does a lot of work pregame, a lot of work conditioning-wise, a lot of work on lateral movement, where despite the speed only being average, he's got very good range, and it works both towards the line and towards shortstop. And so he finished the year last year. He got I like just like less than a week in AAA. I expect him to go back to AAA this year, but it's a scenario where offensively he looks pretty good. Uh, I I still think there's a little bit more power in there. He was 23 years old. He stands 6'1", 220. But the big thing here is having such a great defender at third. I mean, when he comes up within, I think, probably a season, he's going to be challenging Nolan Arenado for best defensive third baseman in all of baseball. But what he does is he gives you more flexibility when you're trying to figure out what's going to happen after Brandon Crawford is done at short and you've got to move on to whoever is next because you've got a couple candidates to be your shortstop and you're going to have a little bit of a weird break because there's not a guy who's going to be ready next year. Your two options in the system as far as top prospects, Marco Luciano. So 2018 IFA got 65 games in last year between rookie ball and high A, had a back injury, And that was why Casey Schmidt was playing shortstop for a while was because he got injured. But for Luciano, 269, 350, 467, 11 home runs, 33 extra base hits, again in 65 games, so one every other game, Uh, 26 walks to 58 strikeouts, did not steal a base if I have that right. And so offensive guy, right? Plus hit tool, plus power tool. The issues he has come down to swing decisions at the plate. He's uh, uh, The power is real. 90th percentile exit velo is like 106. It's dumb. It's a really controlled swing. It's just natural strength. We talk about sometimes that hitters are born and not made. Marco Luciano is born to crush baseballs. Uh, the issue is swing decisions and then... Uh, struggles with pitches up in the zone. The elevated fastball is a big thing in baseball, obviously, as well as pitches in on the inner third of the plate and inside getting in on his hands and jamming them. And so he got a little better last year in the limited time he had about understanding, hey, I can't put this pitch in on my hands out, but I can rip it down the line for a single. So getting a little better for things like that. Uh, We initially thought he was going to have to move to third base. He has a plus arm, but the range, his speed is solidly below average. And so the thought process was he's going to have to move to third base. But if you have a Casey Schmidt, Casey Schmidt, you can absolutely uh, play Luciano at short, understanding because Casey Schmidt has such great range at third base, he can cover a little bit of that, of those balls on the edges or in the gap there that Luciano would not be able to get to normally. Uh, He he made it to double A just in time for the playoffs. He'll start again in double A this year. As long as the swing improvements come, I could see him being a 2024 call-up 
probably a second half kind of guy. But 2024, you still have a little bit of gap in there if this is Brandon Crawford's last year for shortstop. The other option, also not going to help you next year, Averson Ortega. 2019 IFA spent the entire year in low A San Jose. 270, 345, 431, 14 home runs, 51 extra base hits, 49 walks to 155 strikeouts and 11 to 17 on stolen bases. I've got him as the best shortstop defender in the system, probably the second best infield defender in the system behind Smith. He's going to go to high A this year. He's got some offensive issues as far as swing and miss, things like that. Uh, struggled last year with pitches in the zone, which, I mean, on the one hand, he's, uh, 20, he's 19, he was 19 years old. On the other hand, it's in the strike zone. So let's clean that up a bit. And another situation, kind of like Marco Luciano, where his speed is not the best. He's probably fringe versus below average compared to Luciano. Luciano. But the arm is plus. The defensive instincts are really good. He's good at understanding. Uh, like the internal clock is really good. So I look for him. Eventually, it's a scenario where one of these two guys should make it up as shortstop. Luciano, time-wise, feels like he'll be the first one. But Schmidt's going to be the first one up. Has a chance to take the job from David Villar as soon as this year. If there's some sort of injury, obviously, that helps kind of figure this out. But in San Francisco, like right now, David Villar at third. You've got J.D. Davis on the bench behind him. And so it's, it's right now, there's not a spot for Schmidt to come up. But obviously, depth will always work itself out. Something will figure itself out. Either way, be excited about the possibility of having such a great defensive third baseman and then a couple different options for when you finally replace a 36-year-old Brandon Crawford. In just a minute, I want to get to the Chicago Cubs. They've added a lot of pitching, but there's a couple new guys that I specifically want to watch this year. But first, Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. I very, very much enjoy this app. It is uh, a mobile game where you get to be an MLB GM and manage your professional baseball team. You can uh, work on every strategic aspect of the team, uh, like hiring coaches and staff. You're picking the, the, the coaching strengths, the schemes, the things you're trying to do. Are you hitting for power? Are you contact-oriented? defensively like what like is is the defense a priority for you are you looking at range what are you trying to do uh, from your catchers do you want defense do you want offense you control all of those aspects you manage the finances of the team and then you scout and draft players and to go along with that it's not just the skills it's how they fit into your scheme it's the personalities and the chemistry and how they fit into your locker room Same thing in free agency. You have to figure out, is this guy a right fit for our team based on the amount of money he wants, based on the personality, his strengths and weaknesses. It's a very thorough, uh, comprehensive game world. And what's great is completely free. It's playable offline. You can play it on the go whenever you want. There's nothing where it, it ties into real world timing. So you can you pick it up, you pick up where you left off next time you open the app. We have a league for the Locked On MLB hosts. So that's cool. You and your friends can play in the same league. And again, you play at your own pace. 
you know, because everything, you're not actually playing the games, you're doing everything outside of that. So it connects everybody else and your team goes up against your friend's team. I'm having a lot of fun because some of the Lockdown MLB hosts have been very aggressive in free agency, whereas, as you can imagine, I've worked on building up the farm system. And so we're running into money things where there's a free agent that they really want and their salary and their payroll is already pretty stretched and I've got the money to get them because I've been focusing so much on having a good farm system. It's just been, it's been tons of fun to play with my friends and see how our different personalities impact the way that we do this. So, Locked on MLB Prospects listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, probaseballgm.com. If you're on YouTube, scan the code on the screen, or you can look it up in the Apple and Android app stores. It's probaseballgm.com, the ultimate baseball GM app. Start your dynasty today. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. If you like to go to live events, whether it's uh, baseball, whether it's other sports, whether it's like concerts, comedy shows, all of that kind of stuff. The hardest thing about that, for me at least, is finding tickets if you decide to go kind of last minute. That's what Game Time does. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and they have the best price guarantee so you don't have to stress out about being able to get tickets, you can just in, look forward to the event. So they'll pop up flash deals sometimes and they're like, hey, we've got these tickets for this basketball game this like tonight that is in your area. We've got tickets to this comedy show, exclusive flash deals, uh, because they have the, the, all of the events that are local to you listed and they sell tickets all the way up until the event starts. What's great is they have the game time guarantee. You always get the best price. If you find tickets on a different platform for the same section and row for less than your tickets were, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You get images of the seat before you buy. You know exactly where you're going to be sitting and what to expect. You buy the tickets. It takes like two taps and they're sent directly to your phone. So snag tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions do apply, but again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for 20% off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Second position grouping for, for the Friday focus is pitchers for the Cubs. Uh, looks like Hayden Wineski is going to make the team out of spring training. We are very happy about that. Reminder of him, he came from the Yankees in the Scott Efrost deal. 2019 sixth rounder out of Sam Houston State. Got six games in the bigs last year. Four of them were starts. Two, 2.18 ERA in 33 innings pitched. Exactly 33 strikeouts, so nine strikeouts per nine. Two seven walks, 1.9 strikeouts per nine. Three home runs allowed. Uh, what's cool about Hayden Wineski is he throws a ton of pitches, right? So he's got a four-seamer, sits 94-95, can touch 98, uh, has, has a little bit of sync to it, which is surprising, but he also throws a two-seamer as well, sits a little bit slower, 93-94, to can touch 95 with it. He's got a plus slider in the low 80s, has kind of two-plane break, 
Not a traditional Cubs slider. They like the sweepy ones, but still a good pitch. Has a cutter, sits high 80, touches 90. It's probably average to above average. And then has a changeup he throws in the upper 80s that's there for lefties, really. So it's kind of a power arsenal. A lot of it works out of a really unusual, interesting delivery. Excited he's making the team. Really want to see what he does going forward this year. But uh, we've talked on this show and on Locked on Cubs before about so many pitchers in this system that are going to be in double-A and in triple-A. Guys like a Ben Brown, uh, Caleb Killian, things like that. I want to talk about two new additions that are going to make their their debuts in major league base or in the in the minors in professional baseball this year. The first one is Cade Horton, first rounder last year out of Oklahoma, six one two eleven. Really an interesting scenario because he has such little track record of pitching. He committed to Oklahoma to both be a quarterback and play baseball. Had Tommy John as a freshman, completely dropped football. Started 2022 as the third baseman and then finally got back on the mound. I want to say like mid-season struggled because it was he was coming back from TJ, but they got to the College World Series and in Omaha, he looked absolutely dominant. So they took him, they got him a like on a blow slot deal because of the short track record and they used the money uh, to get Jackson Ferris out of high school in the second round. So the thing with Horton, is the fastball is probably 70 grade, right? It sits 95, 96, can touch 98, has really good cut and ride. That's a Cubs thing. They love the cut ride fastballs. To go along with that, he's got a plus slider, sits in the high 80s. It's a gyro slider, so it's vertical breaking. Again, that's the thing the Cubs like. They like vertical breaking pitches, and they like cut ride fastballs. Like, fits the perfect profile. He has a curveball. It's kind of average. Sits in the low 80s. Uh, another vertical breaker, so more break than the gyro slider. He's got a changeup. It's, eh, it's kind of fringy. He can, it's, not, it's not bad enough where he can't throw it, but you can't feature it in the arsenal. Uh, does have a little bit of effort in the delivery, but I want to see that cut ride fastball uh, in this system, see if they can make it even better. It's already a fantastic pitch. He has a gyro slider. I want to see if the Cubs teach him that sweepy slider so that he has a pure power profile where he can go, he can keep it up in the zone with the fastball. He can drop the gyro slider down. He can throw a sweepy slider away. And then if you can work on the changeup a little bit, you've got a power profile of four pitches that should be very effective. The other guy, left-hand pitcher Jackson Ferris, 2022 second rounder out of high school, 6'4", 195. And the thing here is you're going to need to do, he'll have a little bit of a slower development curve than even a lot of prepsters because you've got some fundamental kind of uh, uh, biomechanical work to do with Jackson Ferris. So, throws a fastball, it's a plus pitch, sits 94 or so, can touch 97. As he continues to physically develop, again, 6'4", 195, I think he could get a little bit more velocity. I think he'll eventually be at 100 miles an hour as far as touching 100 with this fastball. The curveball, classic profile of what the Cubs look for. Above average right now, sits in the mid-70s, tons of spin, and almost dead straight vertical. 
So the right kind of combination of movement there to uh, like for them to to tar- target him because they know what they do well. We talked about this in yesterday's show in the third segment about understanding yourself and what you're good at developmentally. Uh, he has a changeup as well. He sells it really well. The arm speed matches almost perfectly. So you've got the fastball stays up in the zone. You've got the vert- like the, the dead straight 12 to 6 vertical breaking curveball. You've got a changeup that runs a little bit the other way. And then you give him, again, give him that sweepy slider. And you've got uh, breaking pitches possibly breaking three different directions at three different speeds. Uh, you do have some biomechanical work to do, right? So the delivery, there's a lot of moving parts in there. And so because of it, he's not always synced. Uh, his, his foot will land before his arm motion comes through. So the command, the control messes her up a little bit. He doesn't always find the zone. He's kind of scattershot. He's got, so he's got work to do, but I love the ability. This is an example. We talked about this on yesterday's show. This is an example of understanding what your system do does well and finding guys that complement that so that you can develop them into better pitchers than what they were when you started. In just a minute, I want to talk about some of the Rangers outfielders. The infield is essentially set now for five or six years, but there's a couple different options of what they can do in the outfield, and we'll do that next right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NCAA tournament's heating up. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line, point scores, threes drained. It's got all the core markets in there, the spread, the money line, the total. It's got individual player props and unique bets like the two by three. Will there be two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes? You can combine all of the bets you like for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, so the third and final group on the Focus Friday is we're talking Texas Rangers outfielders. Uh, we've discussed Evan Carter on the show before. If you go back to, I think it was February 17th, that Friday, we did the farm previews. We talked about he's the number one prospect in the system. He's the best outfield defender. And the whole thing with Evan Carter is exceptional strike zone discipline. I mean, chase rate was like 17%. In zone swing and miss was only like 15%. Uh, it just makes optimal contact. He just has to add more literal strength so that he can get to where you need him to be as far as the power ceiling to be an impact uh, big leaguer, contend for all-star games and things like that. But we love Evan Carter. The highest ceiling in this system is actually outfielder Anthony Gutierrez, 2022 IFA. Uh, So signed last year. He's only 17 years old, but they brought him, he did some stuff in the DSL, and then they brought him stateside at age 17 and put him in the complex league. So in the DSL, he got 23 games, 352, 408, 538, three home runs, 11 extra base hits in 23 games, eight walks to 18 strikeouts, and five of eight on stolen bases. When he got to the complex league, the numbers weren't as good, obviously. 259, 299, 407 in those 22 games. 
Uh, one home run, eight extra base hits. Two of those were triples. Kind of impressive. Uh, three walks to 16 strikeouts and six and nine on stolen bases. The power is plus with Anthony Gutierrez. He is, uh, like, he is a, a threat to be, I'd say, probably 25 home runs. And I'm, I'm assuming he's going to add a little bit more size. 6'3", 185. He probably has the frame to add about 20 pounds of muscle and still be incredibly effective. But the thing you have to work on here, like he has all of the raw tools that you want as far as super twitchy athlete, uh, understands the strike zone really well. It's just something where, uh, what is the ceiling of the hit tool? A lot of places have him graded at below average or average, and it's because when you watch him at the Complex League last year, you see uh, holes up in the strike zone just from the swing. You see him struggling with breaking balls, like really good breaking balls, which for me wasn't as big of a deal because he was 17 years old in the States for the first time trying to compete. Yes, he's going to struggle against very good breaking balls. Uh, you know, he, he chased quite a bit, and a lot of that came back to being fooled by, by those breaking balls. But what I feel good about is in the zone, swing and miss was just over 10%. So very low. For the most part, you're fine with that. Most of that was on elevated fastballs at the top of the zone. Uh, he did, when he was sitting on a breaking pitch or on an off-speed he could catch up to a fastball, to just about every fastball that he saw. Didn't always hit it if it was up in the zone again, but he could catch up to it. So that makes me feel comfortable that this is something that's fixable, right? Defensively, above average speed, I think I, I think his arm is plus. A lot of places have it as above average. The little bit that I saw, I think it's plus. And when he runs, it's very smooth. I've seen the words glide used to describe his outfield defense. Um, as he puts on that weight, you're going to be watching a couple things. One, does the arm tick up a bit? Two, does the speed tick down a bit? So you have to make sure you, you, you uh, maintain the speed as you put on that healthy weight. Again, I think he's a really good athlete, so I think that he's going to be able to maintain the speed as he puts on that probably 15 to 20 pounds of muscle over the next couple of years. But I've got Anthony Gutierrez as this year's version of Jackson Churio as far as I think like he's going to start off at low A down east. I legitimately think that he could climb through the low minors and be in double A by the end of the year, provided that everything clicks right. I have not seen him in spring, so I don't know what kind of size, uh, 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 you know, muscle mass, things like that, that he's added. But... Just from watching, granted, small sample size, 22 games. But from what I saw, Anthony Gutierrez absolutely feels like he could be one of those fast risers through the system. And I think he could eventually be the top prospect in this system and have the highest, I think he has the highest ceiling of any Rangers prospect right now. Fantastic week this week. Reminder, if you have questions for the mailbag on Monday, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, shows on Twitter at Locked on Farm. You can email us. LockedInMBProspects at gmail.com or drop your questions in the LockedInMBProspects Discord. Links in the episode description, links in the show notes. Until Monday's show, enjoy your weekend and remember, it's always a good time to pay a minor leaguer.